Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today. We got Terry McBride coming on. He's done some great things in the 90s. Many of you may know him from, from that era, but you know, I think the best is yet to come with Terry. I mean, he's got some new stuff coming out. He's been doing some great things in the last couple of years. So you're definitely going to see him at the top again like he was in the 90s. I truly, truly, truly believe that. So, Terry, are you here? I mean, I mean, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, so, I'm so used to audio, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so how are you doing today? I'm doing great. We had a chance to talk uh, off camera and had a cool, enjoyed our interview early on. But thanks for having me back. Oh, it's, thank you for being it's here. It's definitely today. our pleasure. And like I say, like I do on every episode this year, and especially with what every, everything is going down now, you know, how has COVID affected you and what are you doing to maneuver through that? Well, it kind of shut down my touring side of things. But fortunately for me, we had this album planned and it really gave us an opportunity to just focus on that, uh, mm -hmm. how to get out, how to set up some um, you know, interviews and some PR and all that good stuff that needs to go with it. I mean, it's one thing to record some music and have an album, but how are you going to get it to everybody and let them know about it? So that gave us an opportunity to do that. And that's it. That's what we've been doing. I released a single down in Texas that's doing well. And that's been exciting where I'm from and kind of a cool thing to, you know, for uh, uh, to explore that a little bit. I do a lot of touring down there. So that kind of goes in hand and, uh, another way to promote and get the word out about the new music. So I've been busy, even with the lack of touring and live performances. Uh, we are getting ready to do a live album release from the Bluebird next week. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, oh, awesome. It, it'll be viral, but it'll be featuring some of my songwriter friends and my producer, Luke Laird, uh, Bryce Long and Marv Green, very accomplished, very successful songwriter friends of mine. And that should be interesting. We're, have a lot of tie-ins. A lot of people are going to share the uh, streaming live that night. Uh, so that's going to be cool. You know, we can still continue to perform and the uh, proceeds will benefit the Bluebird and the employees there. So it's a good cause as well. So uh, yeah, we've, we've been doing a lot of things and uh, aside from just touring and which has mm -hmm. slowed down, we are booking some dates for 2021. So some people in venues are optimistic and I am too. That is yeah. awesome. So tell us a little bit about the Rebels and Angels album. Just, you know, just kind of, what, what is that about? Well, it started with uh, a song writing session with my producer, Luke Laird. And uh, fortunately, we hit it off that day. I've known Luke for a long, long time, and he wanted to get together. We didn't have any plans of putting an album out, but one song led to another. And then I had written Rebels and Angels with Chris Stapleton a few years ago. Wow. And I love that song. It was, I knew it would never get recorded. It's a waltz for heaven's sake. It's very <laughs> country, uh, very classic. But I did realize by listening down to it one day, lyrically, it tells a story and it lends itself well for a duet. You know, uh, oh. one part of this song is the rebel, the other sort of is the angel. And uh -huh. just happened to be gracious enough to, uh, uh, helped me out on that tune and made the song really special. It really became the centerpiece of the album, having Patty Loveless involved. And then we sort of built around that and uh, had something to shoot for. And uh, things started slowly coming together. And next thing you know, we had an album. 
<laughs> so, so who's the rebel and who's the angel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Patty is the ultimate. I, I really only had her in mind for that song, so I was very okay. fortunate that she wanted to be involved. It just was a special moment for me. It's still with, every time I hear the song, it's just, uh, it's it's uh, very proud of that song and with her on it, of course. That is oh, really yeah. awesome. <clears throat> so what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? <laughs> well, you got any, yeah. it's tough, I know. well, I have kids. I have grandkids. That alone oh, wow. can keep you busy, depending on what day of the week it is and how many kids are at the house. Um, I like to get outside and do a few things. I have this little house we're at today where I'm 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 coming from. I write here a lot and I take care of this property that includes the lawn and everything else that goes with it and my home. I have a garden out back. Uh, I like to get outside because I do spend a lot of my time indoors, riding, traveling. So any opportunity I get to be outside is fun. I've got a basketball goal out back. I like to shoot hoops every now and then. You know, keep my basketball skills up from uh, the days when I sat the bench in high school. You know, yeah. <laughs> definitely understand that. So, back in, tell us a little bit of how you got started. Your kind of backstory back in the nineties. How did all that start? Well, it started way earlier than that for me because I grew up in a household. My dad was a country singer, touring mm-hmm. musician, a very accomplished uh, guitar player in his own right, singer, songwriter. He was old school. He was a yodeler, five-string banjo. Uh, he was he was great. It had been a huge influence on me. So that's really where it started for me. And then moving forward, I just slowly found my way. I, I eventually met some songwriters in Austin, Texas, where I was living, that sort of uh, heard a couple of demos of mine that were very homemade, but they liked what they heard. They took me in. They were having a lot of success with local artists like Stevie Ray Vaughan, the fabulous Thunderbirds, people in the Austin scene. And uh, through that, they elevated my, my songwriting uh, to say the least. And uh, Mm -hmm. we started recording. The sessions were better. The songs were better. Then we, I continued going to Nashville, but with them, once I met them, uh, the songs that we had recorded found their way to, uh, some very uh, important people that really opened a lot of doors for me. That's how I got my foot in the door in the nineties by meeting uh, Tony Brown, a producer at MCA. And he signed me to, to MCA. And he's the guy that really had the idea for the band. He signed me initially in the beginning as a solo artist, but they really wanted a band for the label. And I've been in a lot of bands. So I wasn't afraid of that at all. And they just sort of built the band around me as the focal point as singer and the songwriter. So it was a great opportunity, and I, I was tired of my starving musician days, so I was ready to try anything at that point. Plus, oh, wow. Tony Brown was one of my heroes. He had just finished up the first Steve Earle album, Guitar Town, which I loved, the first I'll Love It record, and he was producing those Patty Loveless records that I had loved. So he was a perfect fit for me, and just I was so thrilled that he was interested in me and my songs, and that's how I got started. That is an amazing story. Now. Since you're trying to make a comeback again here and you're doing a pretty good job here, <laughs> you've, you've, you've seen what it's like in the 90s to grow and you're seeing what it's like here to grow. Is it harder now than it was then? Well, you know, I never really felt like uh, it was difficult really for me. I was just moving forward. That's all <laughs> I 
you know, it's like it, it, music and any business is a challenge, no doubt about it. But I was at a very creative, good spot when I came to town back in the 90s. And fortunately for me, I still am. I'm, I'm still writing, still have people interested in getting together and doing what I, I do as a songwriter. But this was an opportunity to me to focus on what I wanted to record instead of trying to write something just for someone else. So yeah. I found that interesting. But really, with social media and everything that's going on these days, think about it in the 90s, the best we could hope for was radio, a little mm -hmm. bit of television appearance. Other than that, it was door to door, city to city, mm -hmm. uh, meeting people and trying to get your word out of who you were. And yeah. Uh, yeah. these days, I can sit right here and I can get feedback from people who just bought the record. They've listened to the album. I can find out their favorite songs. I can literally look around the world through Spotify and see where my song is being streamed, what city, what country. And mm -hmm. those are pretty helpful tools for somebody in this business. So in a lot of ways, the access that we have now makes it a little easier to just see what's going on. You're not yeah. completely in the dark wondering <laughs> how, you, how your career is doing. If you really take the time to get on there, you can yeah. find out how you're doing. Uh, people will let you know and your numbers will clearly tell you, you know, what you're up to and how the record's doing and where it's being well received and so forth. And, and I think, you know, really the harder part is, you know, like you said, access is easier. And like yeah. I always tell people, I think that the, that it's easier to be noticed, but it's harder to gain traction. And because of that, record labels have gotten smart. You know, used to a lot of record labels, they would bring people in and they would do, you know, they would build them. Now it's like they've gotten smart. They're like, you know what? There's so many people out there. We'll only take the people that's already built a foundation so that we have less money in life. Well, that's part of it. I've written with a lot of guys who have had label interests that got discovered on YouTube, that sort of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a following. I've written with kids that are still in college, like Belmont is a school here in Nashville, right mm -hmm. downtown. That has a huge you know, music business part of the school. Also, you can learn your craft, songwriting, whatever. But a lot of those guys already have, you know, a following. They're on their socials. And, yeah, that's very important these days. People ask me, you know, what can I do? It's like, well, you got to start working on socials and getting noticed for starters, you know. I mean, it's just yeah. going to be it's inevitable. Yeah, you have to have some sort of audience out there that's interested in what you're doing. And then if you build it up to whatever level, then a lot of other people are interested. Like you said, record labels for sure. They get hip to that real quick. They're out there scouting and yeah. looking and finding artists all the time uh, through that. Most definitely. And, and, and again, it's like, it's like one of double-edged swords, you know, cause you know, like back in the day, a person could walk into music row and play and they're like, I like you and I'll sign you. That just doesn't happen today because, oh, what you're following, you know, how many YouTube subscribers you got, how many Twitter followers, you know, how many Instagram, you know, so it's, it's, it's like one of them double-edged swords. It's easier to get the public to notice you, but it's harder to probably get a label to sign you now. Well, and with that, because of social media, there's a lot out there, you know. <laughs> and also with the voice and, you know, American Idol and things like that, everybody's trying to become famous. And I think the thing yeah. that's missing sometimes, though, with these young, younger kids that are trying that approach, 
once yeah. they get to town, we realize a lot of times, not always, but a lot of these kids have no experience. They've mm -hmm. never played a game. They've never played in front of an audience. They've never put a set together. They've never entertained a crowd. And, you know, all of those are key components and elements of a career that need to be established somewhere along the line. I yes. mean, back in my day, it was just the opposite. You had to get out and play. You had to get out and perform. You had to learn your craft in order to even get to Nashville because, you know, Nashville is built on some pretty fantastic music and songwriters yeah. in particular. And it mm -hmm. Nashville doesn't need a whole bunch of good songs. They they only really like the great songs. Those are the yeah. ones that mm -hmm. needle. Those are the ones that make artists. And if you don't have all of that, even though you have a following sometimes, uh, there's still that it factor that yeah. happen for somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's just your voice is unbelievable or you have a combination of your voice and your writing skills mm -hmm. just beyond yeah. anyone else's, then you get noticed pretty quickly in that sort of circles. That's still a part of Nashville where publishers yeah. are always looking for that next songwriter that could really move the needle, you know, and eventually, occasionally, those those guys and girls do show up and, and you can really make some noise when that happens. Yeah, I remember... And listening to an interview with Carrie Underwood. And I remember that she, she talked about that first year or so after she came off of Idol, the winning Idol, that nobody in Nashville took her seriously. Because, of course, back then, that was when the show was new, new. Yeah. You know? um, so she said that nobody took her seriously. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I remember on the show that Simon Cowell, I remember in her audition, that Simon Cowell looked her and told her, not only do I believe that you'll win Idol, but you'll be the mo you'll probably be the most outselling Idol we've ever had combined. And well, the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> well, certainly lived up to that. And of course, she came out of the box with some pretty fantastic songs. Jesus, take yeah. the wheel. I oh, mean, yeah. pretty pretty powerful uh, songs that she picked early on. Whoever was helping her mm -hmm. did a great job. She's a phenomenal singer. Her vocal skills are you know rival just about anybody and she's continuing okay. to do that every year she's gone on to be so successful but yeah that doesn't always happen you know look how many winners there have been since yeah. there, you know there, there there aren't a lot of them you know because mm -hmm. that combination of artists great songs that doesn't line up you only get so many chances you know yeah, uh, yeah that's right. the public is on to the Whoever, whatever, you know, it's <laughs> that's true. That's true. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, you know, you want to get in it, but you better be prepared for, you know, whatever. It's a, you got to be a little thick skinned. You got to be mm -hmm. ready for the long haul, depending on how long that might take. And I was yeah. well in my late 20s, almost 30, before I got signed to a record deal. Wow. All that time, part of that, I had been working my way, I'd been touring and traveling with wonderful artists backing mm. people up, singing, recording, writing, doing everything I could. It just yeah. didn't really yeah. reach the right person. I didn't get those opportunities until then. I mean, thank goodness I did. I've been working, you know, pretty consistently and steady uh, ever since. But uh, you just never know who's going to be that person that's going to, you know, open those doors for you. And if you do get that opportunity, you better jump in with both feet and just <laughs> take advantage of it. And that's what I did. I got opportunities to write with you know, wonderful songwriters, some of my heroes, and 
always came prepared. A lot of sleepless nights staying up trying to get that hook and that title, that lick, <laughs> something that would yeah. inspire my co-writers, you know. And yeah. Uh, but it's been it's been ongoing, and now traveling, taking sort of the reins myself, and uh, getting to tour and sing my songs. After all these years, I took about a twenty year break where I didn't do wow. much yeah. of that. In twenty twenty one, we're going to do a lot of solo dates. Also, going to reunite with my original band, McBride and the Ride. Oh wow! Yeah, we're going to bring it all back together. Yeah. All the original guys, including our steel player, even Gary. Oh, Morris, wow. who's a fantastic player. And we're looking forward to that. We just booked the first mm -hmm. few dates down in Texas, and uh, it's going to be fun. A little side project, but it'll be a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I we love were that. I love the comeback stories, and <laughs> you're definitely a great comeback story. And oh. because of that, we hear that you've got a song you're going to perform for us. Yes. All right. So, so we're going to let you take the floor, and you just talk, just tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. the song, and then go okay. in and do, and do your magic. Yes. Well, I will. This is a song that kind of got the album started with my producer, uh, Luke Laird. We sat down. This was our very first songwriting session. And I had this little title called Calling All Hearts. And I, I liked it, liked the way it sounded. And then we got started and we really liked the way we uh, wrapped the song up. So I'll do that for you now. And it uh, goes like this. Oh, 
or something like that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We're trying to. Yes. Oh, there you are. Yeah, love it. <laughs> don't you love technology? You hit things and it yes, don't do it. Yes, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're here. Guys. Loved it. I appreciate that. So as you know, um, when it comes to music, fans, they see um, everybody. They see all the artists. They see the front men. But they don't see the PR people right. and everybody that helps you be who you are. And I always right. like to take that the artists take a few moments mm -hmm. to just talk about the team that helps them be who you are. So if you want to tell us about your team, that would be awesome. Well, I'm fortunate to have uh, several people and a lot of different uh, uh, forms of this business. You know, they're all sorts. So I have a, a, a young girl, Jordan Petty, uh, that uh, is sort of my project manager with this album. She oversees the day-to-day -day things and makes sure that, Everything's lining up and we're, we have a schedule that we need to meet and that sort of thing. Uh, we had a Zoom meeting yesterday with everybody um, and uh, uh, also a young girl, Helen, that works with Jordan. They're fantastic. They also take care of my socials and make sure oh, wow. we're promoting and getting things out there as well as some personal things. So it's just not all yeah. hammering our fans and followers with, you know, uh, ads and campaigns promoting constantly. I like to, I'm very hands-on with socials. I respond to everybody who reaches out. I really like that part of it. It's been very, mm -hmm. uh, very positive experience so far for me. And, and uh, we've watched the numbers grow and the fans, you know, chime in. That's always interesting. I love it. And then uh, yeah. Zach Barnum heads up my uh, PR department with Aaron and Cassie and Max a great group of people over there. All these people are young and far smarter than I am. And it keeps me looking really good. Then I have a young mm -hmm. agent, Jimmy Dasher, who's a great guy that books all my dates for me. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, combined, it's a lot of people. Also, Jen over at In Grooves is my record label. And yeah. she does a great job. And, uh, yeah, that's a good amount of people. But really, it takes that, you know, like you're saying behind yeah. the scenes. Mm -hmm not just me out here doing this. It's a lot of people helping me do this. And that's yeah. the reason we're having a, some success with it at the moment. The word's getting out. Like I said, it's one thing to record music, but if you don't take the time and have a plan for people to hear it, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. then it's for nothing purpose, you know? So, so far it's been good. It's been a great experience. I'm just thrilled all these years later, here I am, you know, still not only in the business, but releasing the music and that's a good feeling. Yeah. And as you know, we've got a third co-host. Oh, yes. I'll go get go him, get him. Christopher. And because he already wow. asked you one question before, we've got oh, a new yeah. question for you. Yes. <laughs> I remember that from last time. Oh, that's so cool. That's you so know weird. what's funny is yesterday we didn't see this brick thing. It's just a background. We've got oh, a green screen. And yesterday screen. and yesterday he wore a green shirt. We didn't think about that. So <laughs> He His just shirt was bricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, so funny. That was so funny. Let's see. Yeah, oh, hey. Hi, Terry. What's your favorite food? I uh, mean, restaurants. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like both of those topics, food and restaurants. Those are, those are high on my list. Well, I have a couple out here where I live. Uh, outside of Nashville, there's a local Mexican restaurant that I like to go to. And I've been going there for years called Pueblo Real. It's just mm -hmm. uh, 
very Tex-Mex kind of stuff that I kind of grew up with. And then there's a nice restaurant called J. Alexander's. They have those around the country. But it's a restaurant that we've been going to for, gosh, almost 25 years, probably. Oh, wow. It's just one of those places where the people there know you. That's always a good feeling. But I do like to eat. That's another good question. I appreciate that. You look good. Hey, what's your I, pizza. I want, what's yeah. your favorite, what's your favorite oh, restaurant? Oh, uh, Cracker Barrel. Oh, Cracker <laughs> I want to. I, I want to see your uh, brick T-shirt. Dang it! That was. That was <laughs> but but yeah, you know, it was funny because we didn't even think about you know be, having a green screen and a green yeah. shirt. Yeah, sure. We've also he learned. We've also like, learned with Sandy. She on um, one of the ones. <clears throat> She wore like a brown striped shirt. Yes. And apparently, because it's brick, that it, that blended in too. too. So we're learning different things here. Who would have yeah. I did a, a green screen last week down in Texas. I went to visit a station. Their meteorologist has a separate room with the green screen so they can put up the map you know, and weather. Yeah. So we went yeah. in there. He asked me what background I wanted. So we pulled up Big Bend National Park in Texas. That was behind us. Like, Big mountain, jagged, rugged area, but it was pretty cool. That green, that green screen is really uh, amazing. What you can do with it and how they yeah, check this it. out. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Oh, I like that. I saved that in there. Um, I was like, because I eventually, because. Eventually, we'll probably be using a Nashville background. I'm still trying to play with things because, of course, right now you can only see a piece of it, but it's still that it's was fantastic. You need to get a great big pizza back there next. Now that'd be really <laughs> right for this guy. It loves yeah. pizza. Yeah. I yeah. mean, when we get sponsors, I've thought, you know what? When we get uh, next year, when we start finally reaching out to sponsors, you I can have a great have background that has their mm -hmm. their logos across the top. Okay. Oh, that'd be great. You you can do anything with that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Also, the artist, if they'll send you information, you could, you know, put that up as well. You know, sure. whenever you're interviewing, that would be cool. Oh, that's too. a really good idea. Use their logo back there, you know? Yeah, that's that's, that's a good idea. Good, good. Uh, you're already uh, ahead of the game by having it. So very cool. <laughs> All right, I'll see you next time. Yeah, hopefully we can have you back next year. Yes, oh, I'd, love I'd love to. You guys know how to find me, so I look forward to that. I've enjoyed this visiting with you. Thank you. I really appreciate both of you on your time and your interest, your kind comments and questions. Really, really good. This whole little journey has been so interesting, and I've I've enjoyed it all. And days like this, I look forward to it because I know it's going to be you know, a good time, good conversation. That's really what a lot of these interviews are, really. It's just yeah. that's conversation. Yeah, I like you know, it. I love it. You know, when we started the show, you know, I've heard, you know, you, you there's some interviews where it's just like strictly business. Yeah. I, I just don't want to be that. I want to no, be the laid back enough. show. We have a conversation. Yeah. We go back and forth and just have fun. And that's what we tried to do. And, and you know, when we launched January 3rd, I had no idea where this was going to go. And now here yeah. it is. We're, we've been interviewing people that are on the radio, people that have yes. won Idol, won The Voice. And that we've been fans That we've been fans with, years. like you. Yeah. And all. So it's, oh, yeah. it's been one crazy journey in the last 10 months, I tell yeah. you. Well, that's great. Good for you guys. You're building your resume and your repertoire there, you know, with who you've had on. That's, that's going to be impressive when you look back. 
in a couple of years that everybody you've talked to. And as you know, in this business, you know, slowly getting climbing that little ladder of those who's who's out there. And then you start landing them and adding them to your show. That makes other people want to come on and see what you're yeah. about. You know, it's like, well, my you know, friend, he just did your show. I want to be on there too. You know, it's like, right. we've actually had that. We had, um, I forget who it was, but one of the girls um, that is a rising star out there, she, um, she came on, she goes, you know, all my friends have been on your show. And I was like, I felt left out. <laughs> well, that's good. You know what? You're on your way then. That's uh, that's cool. You guys have put together and, you know, being able to do it right there. It doesn't matter where you're at, especially with the yeah. you can change that up every day for wherever you're at. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, whatever city they're, they're in, we can just change it to their background, right? Hey. <laughs> Well, I wish you guys all the best. And again, thanks for having me. I look forward to the next time. Just let me know. And as this album continues to grow and go, and we uh, have a couple more things, you know, maybe at some point we start touring next year, we could bring the band McBride and the Ride on or something. We'll do a song or two. And I would remember those. We are starting to, if you do any of these uh, Facebook takeovers, we're starting to do them again. Yes. Yeah. So if you're right. If you're up for that, we'd, be, yeah. we'd love to have you take over our page. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of that. I'm doing a, a Veterans Day tomorrow for a radio station. Same type of thing. I'll be taking over. Oh, right. Yeah, they have yeah. lists of artists, and I'll do my segment at around 6 o'clock or so. But, yeah, yeah, that'll be – I'm very familiar with all that. I've been doing a lot of it and enjoying all of it. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. All right. You know, oh, and we've really so enjoyed having you. We definitely yes. look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you. I will too. Okay. <laughs>